0: Today's episode contains explicit language and conversations around sex, human anatomy, menstruation, and personal experiences.
1: We advise that you don't listen to this in the company of little ones or anyone who may be uncomfortable with these topics.
0: Hey, Sugars, come on in and take a seat. You're listening to the Honey Potluck, a podcast about sex, health, and thriving. I'm your host, B Dixon, co-founder and CEO of The
1: Honeypot Company. And I'm your other host, Javon Alfieri, The Honeypot's Director of Digital.
0: Ooh, now let's dig in.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Honeypot Luck. Hi, B.
0: Hi, Gigi. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Good. I'm doing good. I'm a little sore. She's a little sore. I'm a little sore. I've been working out and had a bad thing and doing a detox this week. I did a lot this week. Yeah. It is so
1: cold at my house, which you know I live like in the, the mountains more or less. So I literally fell asleep in a North Face jacket the other night. Was, wow. Like, oh. I'm
0: so cold. You guys don't know what cold is. This is like, <laughs> this is chilly. This is okay, that cold. Okay, it's
1: 39 <laughs> degrees. That's cold. You're right. You're Thank right, you. Right. I appreciate that. But other than that, I'm so good and I'm so excited. I think I'm most excited to learn from this episode. Like, what are some of those truths that you can walk away with, whether it's about how you pay attention to your cycle and how you pay attention to the moon cycle and the stars? And, like, if it's something that just generally interests you, how you're paying closer attention to that.
0: Yeah. Is there anything you're excited to learn about? I think I second that, to be honest. You know, how those two come together and intertwine are really beautiful because I keep track of my period. Do you like the app that you are using? Uh, yeah, I use Flow. Oh, I love okay. I love the app that I'm using. I like it because it gives you a lot of information. Right. They want to know what are your symptoms? How are you feeling? Right? Like all these types of things. Recently, full transparency, I've been getting hormonal yeast infections. Wow. And so now now that I know what it is, mm. Because it just started happening, like, maybe two periods ago. At okay. first, I was just like, what the f*** is happening? Is like, it, like, extreme itchiness? It's or? not itchiness. It's kind of just a little bit of an irritation. Okay. And then discharge. Oh, right? that happens but I, to me, too. That's a yeast infection? It has some itchiness to it, but okay. it's not extreme. Okay, you know? so
1: mine is usually, like, itchy and kind of feels, like... Burning and yeah. warm, yeah, and then there is some discharge associated with. But to your point, I would say like three-ish
0: days after that, I will definitely get. It's hormonal, huh. and so my thing is now that I know that, right? So I kept track of when it, of when it happened. Like I marked the day that it that it happened, and then I'm going to keep track because I forgot to put in my period last month. Got it. So I'm going to keep track of all that this month. So that I know the same amount of days next month, I'm going to put a boric acid in so I can get the acidity back to where it needs to be. Because basically what's happening, I believe it's that my body is producing more estrogen Mm. and I think it's supposed to be the opposite or something like that around the time that, that I'm going into into my cycle. or Yes, may-
1: it should be that you're producing
0: more progesterone. Exactly. And so now that I know that that's happening, this is why an app is important in my opinion, because of the way my life is set up and because of just how my mind is set up, if I wanted to do it, I would, but I don't want to sit down every day and be like, no period today. Right. And so it's easier for me to keep track on an app so I love my app.
1: Well, and that's fantastic. It sounds like you're interested in kind of what's happening in proximity to your period. Because At this point, like, not to say that you're discounting the experience of your period, but it's like, been there you know I know what to expect. I can set a clock
0: to my period. Correct
1: but it's like what is happening in those you know kind of like ancillary periods the periods surrounding it that might unlock some information about my body what's happening my hormones. Yeah, yeah. and I'm
0: actually grateful that it happened because that got me to thinking about honeypot like this is a thing that happens how do we create right. products that can actually help people through issues like this because this is very common. It is. Well, it's like the bookend approach. Exactly. Because
1: I think that when you look at, you know, whether it's brands or education, they're sort of singularly obsessed with very specific life stages or time stages where i.e. your period like of course that is a monumental thing but it is also very ordinary it is so you're trying i love that where you're trying to look for the context clues kind of surrounding it to get Mm -hmm. a better sense for your vaginal ecosystem your health etc
0: welcome back to part two of our conversation with jessica Lignado and nam bachmeyer Two incredible guests with unique perspectives on the connection between menstruation and astrology.
1: Nam, I would love for you to be able to speak with, like, how can we be in alignment with our cycle? How can we kind of optimize our lifestyle to create a richer and healthier experience with Something that is so ordinary and is happening all the time for a a period of, you know, I guess what's the average menstruator, 30 something years? Um, When it comes to how we
2: can live more in tune with our menstrual cycles and understand more what's happening, I think the first most important thing is to start tracking the menstrual cycle. But for example, how are you feeling around ovulation? Are you feeling this playful energy or are you more anxious? Or how are you feeling premenstrually? Are you feeling really like in your power and ready to set boundaries and tell people to fuck right off? How are you feeling? Or are you more like depressed, sad and craving whatever food? This is so helpful for you to identify, first of all, what's your normal, but also to help doctors if you want to connect with them on this matter to help them identify what's normal and what isn't. For example, PMS is not normal. Some people even have PMDD, which
0: is much more common than we think it is. Can you say what PMDD is? And can you also say why PMS is not normal? So PMDD
2: is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and that is basically PMS on steroids. So it is your PMS, but like a thousand times worse than what we usually experience from the physical symptoms of PMS, which would be, for example, bloating, um, water retention, or emotional symptoms like feeling very sad, anger, frustration, even thoughts of suicide. I should probably put a trigger warning there because a lot of people experience some of these symptoms premenstrually, but if you're experiencing them to an extreme, that could point towards PMDD. And a lot of people, more people than we think, actually experience that. And then it all stops as soon as the period is there. So it's very like cycle related and not all the time, but it's just maybe even exacerbates um, any symptoms that they have um, when they have other mental health conditions. So... That is about PMDD and PMS itself is very common and a lot of people may experience that, but PMS is can be a sign of a hormonal imbalance. A lot of people don't realize that, that it is possible to live a life without PMS or without period pain or without any of these symptoms that are cycle related. But most of us are just being taught, hey, it's just part of being a woman slash menstruating person. You just have to deal with it and uh, stop whining about it basically. But then there comes this thing about, hey, I want to advocate about for myself, and I want to maybe change something about this. And if this is you, there is definitely ways to, to do that, starting with nutrition, starting with understanding how lifestyle can really affect your menstrual cycle.
0: I think it's really important just being responsible with our words. I understand that with a healthy luteal phase, you're not necessarily experiencing the symptoms of PMS. But I don't wanna say that it's not normal, right? Because I think that it's important, I think it's important for people to understand what their symptoms are, Mm -hmm. right? It's important to get into alignment with your body, right? And where you are and to get comfortable and to sit down and, and take that time to meditate and keep track of your body and what's happening on a daily basis only, let's just be honest, doesn't work for everybody. You understand what I'm saying? That's just being realistic, right? You know, here at Honeypot, we don't want to make people feel as if whatever they're going through isn't normal when most humans are having that experience. If eight out of 10 people are experiencing that, then it must be some kind of normalcy to it.
1: I agree. I think that what you're punctuating, in my opinion, is that First of all, there are so many external variables that go into having a, quote, unquote, healthy or unhealthy period or cycle, if you will. Mm -hmm. I think secondly, though, what I think is the value in terms of what Nam just said is that through that, I was like, wow, I have been conditioned to think, oh, I'm just PMSing, so I'm going to
0: rage. I totally agree with that. And that's not okay. that that's been how we've been conditioned to think about our cycle. Right. Right. That, to me, is not normal.
1: So I think, Nam, maybe the segue here is, like, what are the cues for identifying if there is, in fact, an imbalance? So what are those things it's that a, a human is really cueing into to yeah. understand, like, if I'm at that potential tipping point where it certainly warrants a conversation with a doctor?
2: When I say PMS is not normal, I'm not saying that if you're experiencing PMS symptoms, please go to the doctor and get medicated. This is not what this is about. This is more about, hey, if I have PMS, maybe this is something to look into and maybe this is something that I can support in a natural way. If we normalize PMS the same way that we normalize period pain, that just leaves people suffering their whole life, thinking that is something normal and just part of being a menstruating human. It just shows that we all could use more support when it comes to our bodies and we maybe need more education about how we can learn to support our menstrual cycle in a better way that leaves us without symptoms, without feeling sh in certain phases of our cycle.
0: Like could you go more in a little more in depth about the nutrition, about some of the things that you that you probably would suggest for people to try to get a hold of it? Because it's it's not just about eating vegetables. What, what are some more specific things that you would suggest as it relates to nutrition, as it relates to hormonal imbalances, as it relates to potential menstrual conditions that may be happening? Because if you have fibroids, endometriosis, or any of those types of conditions, all of those things can create hormonal imbalances, you know, where even if you did get calm, and even if you did Go in, and even if you did eat a certain way, you might need to look into things a little more deeper. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's more to the story. So
2: When it comes to eating for your menstrual cycle and balancing your hormones with nutrition or with the support of nutrition, because nutrition is only one part of the big puzzle, what you can do today to eat for your hormone balance and uh, maybe help reduce some symptoms that you might be experiencing, whether you have a menstrual health condition or not. So the first step would be balancing your blood sugar. That is usually not something that we talk about much. Balancing blood sugar means that you're eating meals in a regular basis. So you're starting with breakfast and you're eating protein, healthy fats, and fiber in every single meal. Then another thing is eating the rainbow. So I like to call this eating as diverse as you can. And eating the rainbow also means just plant diversity, Um, eating chickpeas, lentils, lots of greens, and just switching it up a little don't always go for the same veggies and the third thing that i always recommend is supporting your gut and your liver your detoxification system in your body because when we're making hormones we also want to detox hormones there is such a close connection on hormone balance and gut health because our gut is literally where we are detoxing and getting rid of all the excess hormones that we don't need anymore and that helps create or that is key to hormonal balance so these are three action steps that you can do today that will ultimately support your hormonal health and your hormone balance in your menstrual cycle
1: Thank you. I think those are so proactive. And I think that's what you were trying to get that's at what is just kinda, yeah, making like, sure that we are we have the ability to identify that certain things may be abnormal, but that there is a way to rectify and support them
0: that's that's always where I'm coming from. Totally. If there's an imbalance, then understand that there's an imbalance, right? And if you have PMS symptoms, then, like you said, Nam, that means that there's imbalance that's happening, right? Because I think when I think of normal, I'm not necessarily saying that the actual symptoms and those things are normal. The things that we've been conditioned are normal. But illness is a thing that happens, unfortunately. Sure. And it is, a, it is also a normal thing with humanity, right? You know, thank you for, for giving those actionable steps because that's important, you know, for people to understand what they can do, which is huge, you know?
1: Jessica, I would love to hear kind of, I guess, the build from what we just spoke about with Nam is really where you see the value of astrology in daily movements and how someone can kind of relate to that in versus this, like, grandiose, esoteric way and what those, like, practicalities are in in day-to-day
3: existence. Here's the thing. When it comes to menstruation, and hormones. I actually don't think there is a very accessible way of using astrology, to be honest, because some people have this menstrual experience that is keyed up with the moon and with lunar cycles, and that's their lived experience. And then it's actually like, yeah, use astrology. Great. Easy peasy. But if you are one of maybe most people who do not line up gracefully and beautifully with the moon um, every month and have an easy experience of your cycle, understanding your cycle through the tool of astrology is something that you actually need, not just an expert astrologer, but an expert astrologer who works with medical astrology and cares enough about menstruating bodies and their complexities throughout time and cycles. And that's, you know— Now we're talking about a subgroup of a subgroup of a subgroup, and it's a very small number of people with that expertise. I am obsessed with when I look at birth charts for menstruating people, looking at their cycles. And when I'm looking at the cycle, I'm looking at it from multiple places. I am looking at it from the perspective of, does this person want to procreate? Again, I kind of said this earlier, but how much we bleed, how we bleed, how we have contractions or cramps and why. I'm looking at also how ovulation functions because ovulation can be a roller coaster for a lot of us. The Other thing I'm looking at is other medical issues, and there are a wide variety, that affect the hormonal experience. So, sometimes people think like, oh, I'm having incredible, you know, PMS. But really, they have a thyroid condition. Yeah. Or what have you, right? Everybody resonated with that. That's awesome. And the cool thing about astrology is, you know, a skilled astrologer can glance at a chart and be like, oh, look, there's like a history of thyroid conditions through the matrilineage. You know, once we know something like that, it becomes really like a kind of a skip and a jump to being like, okay, well, let's talk about your symptoms. Because when things run in the heredity, we know that we have a predisposition, a physiological predisposition. Some things we can do, you know, preventative care around. Some things we can just, like, get the jump on. And that's, I find, really, really helpful. The one
1: thing I wanted to, like, double down on that you said was something that just came to my mind was It's so fascinating that there would likely be a willingness on the human level to go to an astrologer first to learn about their, you know, predispositions or potential medical conditions or just, again, the layers of who they are versus sometimes going to a doctor or in other circumstances, like the complete opposite. And I just had this like personal moment where I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm often more exposed in the exchanges with, say, a spiritual leader or an astrologer
3: versus a traditional Western practitioner. It was just a personal anecdote that— Can I speak to that? Yeah. Because that's so real. Okay, one thing is, astrologers will listen to you Right, You know what I mean? And a lot of us, when we go to get medical care, we're not being heard. We're not being listened to. And we are often being told what our experience is, and we're being told there's nothing we can do. Whereas an astrologer is like, how can I fix it? How can I learn? How can I know? Right? And I do have my own podcast, and I don't do medical readings on it because— We are living in a time of con-spirituality and QAnon and the new age to white supremacy pipeline. And we must be meticulously careful because as much as I am a medical astrologer, I'm a medical intuitive, I'm very good, I'm very, you know, confident, whatever. You shouldn't get your medical advice from me. And every bit of medical advice I've ever given to anyone, I say I annoy people because I'm like, you should not take medical advice from me. You should talk to an actual body doctor because we all have our own skills
0: but they can take it into context, right? Like they can exactly. they can take information that you've given them and then take information that they got from their doctor. If they're able to take information that they got from a nutritionist, take information that they got, all of it is beautiful information, right? I don't even think just going to a regular western medical doctor is the only route, right? Like I think you should definitely do yeah. that. But you should also probably speak with somebody who actually is looking at you as a being and not comparing you to every other Actually, they're not necessarily comparing you to every other human. They're comparing you actually to To a a certain, (laughs) to a textbook, certain group of humans that may or may not even align to who you are. But I think the
1: beautiful thing about what you're saying, in tandem to what Nam said earlier, is that there is an outrageous willingness to commercialize both. Yep. There's an outrageous willingness to commercialize. PMS, Mm -hmm. PMDD, I mean the amount of products and treatments and things that permeate the market when these things become part of the consciousness much like astrology, is the watch out. It goes back to what is your intention in examining this thing and or unlocking the ability and the know-how of an astrologer? Or what does it mean for you to step back and revisit your nutrition? And Because again, I think all of these things get commodified so easily, because, especially because they are things that generally have been inaccessible to mass populations and moreover where people have been sort of erased from the narrative. I think that that's really important to define that relationship that these are two things that get immediately commodified and overlooked and moreover actually keep us out of touch with being embodied. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's like the grain in the sand, the first step to your own version of clarity. And I think that that's what we always try to foster in this environment is mm-hmm. giving perspectives. And, you know, Nam and Jessica, thank you for the candor and also being able to recognize the the sheer beauty and all of the work that you're doing, but the fact that it also comes with some, some real challenges and some real apprehension from the collective. And so I really appreciate that. And we're so immensely grateful for your presence here today day. And thank you for taking us on a journey, one that was new for us both in a way. We we didn't really ever think of the immediate um, kind of marriage between cycles and astrology, but really glad that we had you. And um, thank you for your thoughts and perspectives and for honoring this time with us.
0: And thank you for the responsibility that you take in doing what you do. It's important to be responsible with your work. And so I just think that that's beautiful.
3: Thanks so much for having us. This
1: has been so fun. Thank you. And if you could, before we drop off for our listeners, just let them know where they can find you, learn more about your work. Um, I'll kick it off to whoever wants to go first. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok.
2: It's at the thecyclicalcoach on my website, the-cyclicalcoach.com.
3: So there's lots of free goodies on my website at lovelaniato.com. I have a weekly podcast called ghostofapodcast.com. And uh, I've got a Patreon, which is a very engaging place. So you can join me there. And then if you enjoy instagram posts teaching you about astrology then at jessica underscore laniato because there's a fake one out there so at jessica underscore laniato uh on instagram is my place and also thank you so much for having me it's been great talking with all all of you
2: thank you so much
1: Wow, what an amazing conversation we just had with Jessica Lignato and Nam Bachmeyer. We're so immensely grateful for the dialogue, the ability to explore the ins and outs of menstruation relative to the stars and astrology, conversations that you don't get to stumble on every day. And so, so amazing that this two parter was rich enough to get us there. We also, the Thank you to everyone who listens to this our This was podcast. our first season of our, our first podcast. first so We did cute. this. We
0: did. We it did took, a hella episode. It took <laughs> It took a lot of time. We. It almost didn't
1: happen. It almost but didn't happen. Here, here we are. Here we are. And you guys have given us the space to make content, have conversations, and have invited us
0: into your homes, cars. And have respected us being ourselves. That's right. You know? I think that that's a really beautiful thing.
1: I agree, I think that that's the most important. And we also always hope that you feel seen in these moments as well, and that the stories and the topics that we're bringing to the forefront are pertinent and relevant to your existence and we always urge you to like provide us feedback because we're evolving and this was just a fun exercise for us and we didn't really know where we were going and we're just happy to be here so thank you so much for tuning in to this episode and all episodes of the Honey Potluck. We are also coming back for a bonus episode with some of our favorite Honeypot team members I would drop their names but I think you just need to meet them in the context and everybody's our favorite we love everybody oh sorry you're right (laughs) dang it Can we cut that? Just kidding. No, you're right. I mean, we work in the most phenomenal environment ever, and we're so blessed, but these are some people that we work with in a very exciting way day to day, and I think that the richness that they'll bring to your lives will definitely be felt, so we're so happy, and we also will be back for another season. We will. We
0: will. We're, we're working on that. <laughs> we're, we are going to figure that one out. Yeah. Give
1: us some time. We yeah. We got some magic up our sleeves, but we might need a minute. But thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Honey Luck, a podcast by the Honey Pot Company, made in partnership with Frequency Media. I'm your host B Dixon, and I'm your co-host Javon Alfieri. We're so grateful to have you here. We love you, mean it. Thoughts and experiences recounted in this episode
0: are hosts' own. Alana Herlands and Lizzie Stewart are our producers. Laura Boyman is our associate producer. Sydney Evans is our dialogue editor and mixer.
1: A major thank you to everyone who makes this podcast possible.